What's going on, Derek? I'm shocked that Jamil Bowie is your favorite liberal columnist. He really is, Derek. I mean, the guy um, occasionally so cites the Constitution. Occasionally, okay. Occasionally, he'll cite the Constitution as the framework and actually make an argument that's not based on emotion, only emotion and only that Republicans are evil, et cetera, et cetera. Now, today is the Republicans are evil. They actually believe in work and how immoral to believe that people should actually work before they get a handout yeah, from made, the government. You made a very, very good point when you talked about how just a few years ago, everything that was moral then is now considered immoral and vice versa by the left. It is I hadn't thought of it in those terms, but it is true. It's disgusting. Not surprising, but it is disgusting. And it's damaging to the country, which is why it's being done. There is, Derek, before we go further, are you looking forward to the Republican de- debates? The first one, are you going to watch Fox, number one? Are you going to watch the Republican debates, August 23rd, the first one? Uh, yeah, I'll watch it. It, it probably it's too far away for me to put it into my calendar. But to be honest with you, the town hall that Fox had with President Trump on Thursday, I'd forgotten completely about and didn't watch. And surprisingly, didn't see anything about it. On, I wasn't all over social media Thursday night, so I didn't really notice anything there. But it's it's a nice feeling to sort of not have to care. I think um, hmm. I think the reason that the ratings for the Fox Town Hall were so low is in part Tucker, but also in part people are going, it's too early. What are we doing? It's way too soon. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if an August debate gets any ratings. It'll, it'll be interesting to see. I think the most interesting things about the debate will be things that don't actually happen at the debate, how many people tune in. Does Donald Trump show up? Those sorts of things are are way more interesting than anything anybody's going to say at the debate. If Donald Trump doesn't show up, what's the point? I I don't know. Um, I think it's to demonstrate. The, I think Ron DeSantis, if he plays his cards right, could demonstrate that Donald Trump doesn't take the American public seriously enough, and he feels entitled. If he's if he's smart and he campaigns that way, you talk about how uh, Trump feels entitled to this, and that's simply that's not the American way. I don't know that he'll do it that way. I, I, I think he'd probably adopt a pretend Donald Trump doesn't exist posture. But I think you you go on the attack when your opponent shows their soft underbelly. Well, I will try to remember to ask President Trump. He's going to be on with us in the week coming ahead. And I'll try to remember to ask him if he uh, is, what is his stance on the debates, whether he wants to participate or not. He's, um, he's like nailing jello to a wall. He, he's been all over the place. He's given the maybe I won't show up, maybe he won't. Look, he lives and dies by the polls. So uh, if his poll numbers are strong still, then I don't think he'll show up because he's not a he's not a good debater. He's He's an insult comic in a lot of ways. Especially again, look, if you're going to debate Nikki Haley, you know, it doesn't take much effort. If you're going to debate most of the rest of the field, I think Tim Scott is one of the nicest guys ever, but he's 
he's a bipedal insurance seminar. Not very interesting. He's a what? what? He, he's a, bi- he's a, bi- a bipedal insurance seminar. Yes. So he, okay. he, he, I, I just don't see Trump being interested in debating him. But if he's close, if DeSantis makes some inroads, he'll have to show up and throw some bombs. If you want to ask Donald Trump a question, he's promised to address birthright citizenship day one in office. I would ask him why he didn't do it at all in day thousand, whatever he had in office already, because he promised to do something about birthright citizenship in his first term. All right. I'm writing that down. I was going to ask him about that anyway. If I, Again, it all depends on what is in the news and what I can remember. Let's talk about some of the things in the news. Right. Reuters has a story today, Derek, that the Georgia probe of Donald Trump has now expanded into activities into other states. That's according to Reuters stories, according to a Washington Post story. The Georgia-based probe into whether former President Donald Trump and others illegally sought to overturn his loss in 2020 has expanded into activities outside of Georgia. Fulton County prosecutor has broadened the two-year-long investigation to include the campaign's hiring of two firms to find voter fraud across the United States, and then apparently, or at least according to this quote, they buried the findings when they didn't find anything. You can always this, left to overreach. The Georgia right. prosecutor has no business. If you're standing in Kentucky murdering people, a Georgia prosecutor should yawn and turn away. They have no jurisdiction whatsoever. This is, I didn't hear, I've not heard this. It's not surprising. The left is nothing but overreach, and that's why it's their their biggest problem. All the if you all you have to do is not be a jackass, and they can't handle it. It's that simple. So they are uh, they're more than likely going to hurt their own case. I don't. I think the case is garbage anyway. I think the concept is garbage anyway. We've all heard the phone call and like all we need to do is all we need to find eleven thousand votes. That's not go make 11,000 votes. We know there's fraud. Go find 11,000 instances of it. That's essentially what was said, that it wasn't said that way. That's why nobody on that call immediately clutched their pearls, engaged their fainting couch with the back of their wrist to their forehead as they fell backwards going, can you believe we were just ordered by the President of the United States to to cheat? Everybody knew what was going on, but the truth doesn't matter to the Democrats, and so they're going to plow forward. It's not about getting convictions. It's about getting charges. That's it. The Trump legal team is demanding that the judge overseeing the Alvin Bragg persecution recuse himself, that this is not an impartial drug, uh, a judge. And he, um, his daughter works for a bunch of progressives, and this judge, I believe, is also on record as contributing to, you know, to Democrats. The What do you think it's likely? Do you think it's like, I mean, who knows? It's the legal system. But they're arguing that the judge cannot be impartial. I would be, and, and I think they're also arguing to move it into federal court which is being, uh, that that is being uh, challenged by Alvin Bragg and his office, of course. They want to maintain jurisdiction. 
it would when you a add, different jury pool, would it be not just Manhattan if it were in federal court? Is that why they're doing it? Yeah, they want to get it out of, yeah, they want, I, and I would hope, I would hope that they would argue for a change in venue and just get the whole like thing out of New York. Their first and foremost argument would be this is a bunch of BS. Dismiss these charges. Here's why. Uh, you can pay somebody. You can pay extortion. You can uh, do the, the crime in blackmail is the person blackmailing, not the person paying. Um, and there's nothing illegal here. It's also past the statute of limitations. That should be the focus. I was surprised at the beginning of this uh, when the lawyers were content with waiting several months before even having to file motions for dismissal with prejudice. Because you you look at this case and it's so absolutely flimsy. Um, it's laughable. So I, I would have thought they would have made an immediate move with a strong argument for dismissal. Now, I'm not a lawyer. Maybe that's just not possible in this case or in any case or whatever. But law and order tells me that you can do these sorts of things to get law it dismissed. The only, ben- the only benefit of keeping this case dragging along is to embarrass Bragg and for Trump to fundraise off of. I don't – and I think that the damage it does in general to the Trump brand is more uh, – is worse than any amount of fundraising you could do. So you just – plus you can fundraise off of they tried to – prosecute me to persecute me and we beat them back so easily that would have been i thought a better thing but if you want to leave this hanging out there like a sort of damocles over your head for four months before you even have an argument submitted in writing to dismiss it seems insane so to sit there and argue i'd like the lawyers to be prepared to go to trial but i'd want the lawyers to be publicly preparing for dismissal and arguing for dismissal almost exclusively. All right. The other legal difficulty is the case, the Mar-a-Lago case, the records, the classified docs. And there was a story yesterday, I don't have it in front of me, of a, uh, of a military uh, person that was just sentenced to jail for mishandling classified documents. The first thing I thought of when I saw the story yesterday was, gee, Hillary got away with it. Why didn't he? He should have just changed his name to Hillary Clinton. Now, the first thing you should have thought of is that poor bastard had to be made an example of to justify going after Trump. That's what it was. Exactly. Okay, there you boom. All right, when we get back, I'm going to just, let's talk about the Mar-a-Lago thing briefly. Did you see what happened in your neck of the woods? That they, they had some science, scientific conference. This guy jumps on the stage and pulls a Will Smith. He starts smacking around. The guy said, this guy was a doctor, a gynecologist, apparently. The guy said that he abused his wife. And he's been waiting seven years for this. He jumps on stage and just starts smacking this doctor around. He gets off the stage. He comes back on the stage and smacks him around some more. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, coming back. Saturday morning radio extravaganza. We're coming back. Don't go away. Shake it around. 
Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Now, here's James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, on 77 WABC. I guess this was, uh, I wonder if they played this song on the Lolita Express. I remember this song. Yeah, Ringo Starr, of course. But, I mean, you listen to it now, I mean, this is like... Not that different from the original, honestly. It's a pretty straight remake. Not a remake. This is the original. I'm just wondering if they, when Epstein was flying, like, all of these people down to Pedophile Island, whether they had this playing in the background. Uh, 1964. While no, the, the, Beatles, Sherman, the Sherman brothers, uh, they wrote it. Johnny Burnett did the original not, Oh, my gosh, Scott. Scott, what the music Well, history. let me find it. I'll, we'll, we'll try to find the original. Okay. I always thought this was the original. I didn't know this was a cover. It's very similar to the original. The original is from like 1960. Well, you know all about the pedophile song. That's right. No, I just listened to a lot of AM oh, radio oh, oh, with oh, my oh. parents. A lot of a lot of adult contemporary, and this was played extensively on there. Yeah, well, that was back in the days when people didn't take it. That's when Jerry Lee Lewis had the 14-year-old bride, and a lot of things have changed. You know, back then. People may find this hard to believe, but back then, in many states, it was legal to get married if you were 16. Isn't it still? Aren't there still states? You can, I think Utah, you can get married at like 14. Anyway, Ringo was uh, taken ill on this day in 1964. The Beatles were touring. They had to use a session drummer, Jimmy Nichols. To replace Ringo for 11 days as they started the world tour. He was a Beatle for 11 days. Ringo Starr, WABC Talk Radio 77. Derek Hunter is with us. Derek, you know, there's a big story. AP got a lot of documents, apparently, from uh, on the Epstein case that show his supposed frame. This is all bolstering the idea the poor guy committed suicide. And, you know, he was in such a bad state of mind, all the things happened. Do you think we're ever going to get to the bottom of this whole Jeffrey Epstein saga? No. No. First of all, uh, the 1970s has a long string of songs that are uh, very pedophilic. Young Girl. Remember that song, Young Girl? Yeah. My Chevy van is uh, a guy trolling around, uh, picking up (laughs) young chicks, violating them in all sorts of ways and dumping them on the side of the road. There's like a whole bunch of stuff going on there in the 70s as far as jeffrey epstein goes we'll never know because you you can only get it directly from the source and weirdly i don't even know if anybody's trying but Ghislaine maxwell maxwell we should have an interview with her right i mean barbara walters is dead but she should have sat down with oprah or somebody by now shouldn't she have 
the uh, leverage, if it exists, that she had knowledge of the people, blah, 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 she should exercise that leverage, you would think, wouldn't she? She, she lost. She's going to spend the rest of her life basically in prison. Um, you'd think that she'd start talking if there were something to talk about. I don't know that there's anything to talk about, but uh, for some weird reason, there's this cone of indifference around the case, not about Epstein's death, but about Epstein's life. We still don't know how he made his money. No one That is true. Look at it. That is true. No one knows how this guy all of a sudden emerged as the multi-billionaire. How do you afford you an a, island? With lots of money. Yeah, but I mean, where did that come from? Was it all that he was blackmailing that one dude, the, the Victoria's Secret guy? And if so, on what? Right? If you can get hundreds of millions of dollars through blackmailing people, you've got to be blackmailing them over, you know, not over the, you cheated in junior high or you jaywalked. It's got to be something pretty serious. I'd be interested to know what that serious stuff is. I'd like to, I would like to know, mostly because Windows sucks, what it is that uh, in Bill Gates and what him and Bill Gates did together all those times. When Bill Gates' wife at the time was running around saying, this guy's scumbag, stay away from him. And he goes, no, I must, I must continue to be friends with Jeffrey Epstein. There's something weird about that because Bill Gates was the richest guy in the world. Bill tries to pretend like I'm trying to raise money for climate and my other cause. Like you're the richest guy in the world. If you need money for something, cut a check. You're hanging out with it doesn't matter. You don't need Jeffrey Epstein's money. You had plenty of money, more than you could ever spend in your life. I don't buy that you were trying to get him involved because your hundred and forty billion dollars wasn't going to be enough. There's something else going on there. Nobody wants to ask the questions because, uh, who knows, reasons. But I would sure sure like to know. <laughs> reasons. Just because. <laughs> yeah. yeah, did you see that case I'm talking I'm looking for this story that happened in Baltimore. It's, it, you can find it today. This guy, I have to find the story. I, I had it. I didn't see I, the video. I saw the story where the guy went up and smacked the doctor around. Um, good, good if it's And true. then he leaves the stage, he leaves the stage, and someone calls, they say, call security, call security. And the guy says, he starts, you know, hurling all kind of um, expletives, and says, yeah, I can call security. And then he goes back up on the stage, smacks the guy around some more. You know what so you, you did. You smack the doctor around, you smack the doctor around, and then somebody says, call security, like, well, hell, I'm going to get arrested. I might as well keep doing what I'm, I'm only. I can only get charged with assault once. Let's go smack the hell out of him until security shows up. But here's the odd thing: the doctor is not pressing charges. The police showed up, and the and they and the and the guy, you really the think doctor. It's that odd? You think it's really that odd? You think that doctor wants police sniffing around if he's been accused of sexually assaulting somebody? If I didn't sexually assault somebody, I'd like arrest this man. And throw the book at him. If I if I think that something I did might even be construed as sexual assault, I might go, you know what? We're good. There's no reason to involve the authorities. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> so just saying, okay. 
Um, you, you've been following this case. Do you think anything is going to come of this investigation into Joe Biden's vice presidential years now that the FBI has confirmed that it was a highly credible FBI source that the FBI had used all the way through the Obama administration that alleges that Joe Biden, while he was vice president, was involved in a $5 million bribery scheme with a foreign national. After the FBI stonewall Congress, which has oversight, Derek, and I don't understand the way that Washington works, and, and you're, you're closer to you having been in positions where you can see this up close during your varied career. You've worked more jobs than anybody that I know. How many? What is your job count? How many jobs have you worked in your life, Derek? I, I think it's 77. I've had more jobs than most families. Right. You, but And some of those jobs have been in very close proximity to the real political power in this country. I don't understand how Congress is kind of looked at as a we'll get back to you sort of agency. Oh, you, you, you want information and you're the FBI, you're in the DOJ, you're in the executive branch. By our Constitution, the executive branch has oversight. I mean, Congress has oversight over this branch under our check and balances, but yet you can have the FBI tell Congress, oh, go stick a rag and leave me alone. You know, I mean, they, they, so they just... It, it, is a, being in government in a, in a uh, position that Congress has oversight over is a lot like being a chicken sitting on an egg waiting for it to hatch, except you want to control when it hatches and you want to make it wait to hatch for as long as possible. You want to delay the hatching. That's what these people do. It's delay, delay, delay. It's the Clinton tactic. James, I don't need to tell you this. Delay, 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 and then admit and say it's old news. That's what they they want to do. So do we think that this is going to matter? I think it will matter to the people it matters to already. I don't think it will matter to anybody it doesn't matter to. If you had a video in in three months, if eventually Chris Ray releases a video because he has no choice of Joe Biden literally saying, hey, give me five million dollars and I'll give you this thing. Um, that it won't matter. Morning Joe won't talk about it or Morning Joe will talk about how the immorality of surreptitiously recording politicians or something like that. Remember. I think his name was Joe Murtha. He was involved oh, yes. in ab scam. He was caught yes. on tape taking bribes. And he was a hero to the Democrats to the very end of his life. He kept on getting reelected. To some people, it simply doesn't matter. And by some people, I mean mostly Democrats. What was it? William Jefferson had $100,000 in cash in the freezer in his congressional office. And when the FBI raided, that money, that office, what was the story? Even Republicans were outraged that the FBI would go into a congressional office with a subpoena and raid it. Well, that's where the crime took place. But even John Boehner, Speaker of the House at the time, was defending Jefferson from bribery charges. It's D.C. is wildly corrupt. For all the talk of I drain the swamp, 
Not a single drop of sludge was drained from the swamp. Goodness. The Rushing Brook Children's Choir shows up. These stories in the Daily BS, among other places. The Children's Choir shows up in statutory. No, I'm sorry. I always call it statutory because that's what happens there. But in statutory hall in the U.S. Capitol. They're starting, to, they sing the, the, the national anthem. They start singing the Star Spangled Banner. In Statutory Hall, the Capitol Police tell them they have to stop. You cannot sing the nat- a children's choir. You cannot sing the national anthem. The Capitol Police intervene. Stop it. This is a protest song. It can be construed as a protest song. How in the hell does this make any sense whatsoever? Having worked there, you know, honestly, it is the equal blind and sometimes blind is dumb application of the law. You just can't. If it's organ, if it's spontaneous, I suppose you could, they're not going to tackle everybody, but it sounds to me like they were setting up like a chorus to perform there, and you can't have that. I, you're not even allowed to bring protest signs. I, as an employee of the United States Senate, I forget even what the uh, the issue was. I think it was a, a, a sign shaped like a stop sign. I thought it was funny. It said, it tells you my dark sense of humor, it said, stop underage drinking. I don't know what they were protesting. I don't know who was out there going, you know, with the signs, more underage drinking. But there were signs, stop underage drinking, like a stop sign. And I thought, this is pretty funny as a young single guy. I'm going to pick this up. I'm going to take this home. I'm going to hang this in my apartment. It's kind of funny. So I go back from lunch carrying this sign. I'm literally 20 feet from my office. All I have to do is go through security to get there. And I was not allowed to bring the sign into the building, even carrying it under my arm with the security guards knowing me, telling them I'm not going to protest. Obviously, I've got my badge. My office door is right there. I wasn't allowed to bring it in. Do we have another break? The bushes and get it out and take it and grab it when I got home. So it's the equal application of the law. I appreciate the equal application of the law. But the equal application of the law, the blind application of the law, oftentimes looks pretty damn stupid to a normal person. Well, I guarantee you, you're right, because this looks pretty damn stupid to most Americans. Yep. But what can you do? Derek Hunter's with us. We're going to come back. Your calls are coming up, too, so don't go away. It is our Saturday morning radio extravaganza here on WABC. James Golden, Snurley with you. 800 848 W-A-B-C is the number. We're coming back. Don't. Go away. Hall and Oates. Sarah Smile. When I feel cold, you warm me. And when I feel I can't go on, you come and hold me. Yeah. <laughs>
Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Now, here's James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, on 77 WABC. Rockabilly era. Yeah. So this is the original. December of 1960 at peak. And I just heard via text. What's that? Remastered for Bill Gates' birthday party. Remastered for Bill Gates' birthday party. Yes. This is the digital. uh... Yeah. And I just heard from America, one of America's premier songwriters, Mrs. Churchill. She is uh, listens to us from the left coast of America. It's not warm when she's away. That if you listen to this song very carefully, ain't no sunshine when she's gone. It's about she's gone too long. a young chicky poo, a young girl. Yeah. Is there like a reference to her toys being turned about or something? I, I know this time. I've never got the perv vibe off it. Never what? I never got the perv vibe off of it. Yeah, me either. That's why you, but hey, I mean, Miss Churchill knows her music. She's one of America's premier songwriters. Unless, so I, unless it's, it's, you know, it's about a song about a daughter and their shared custody or something and divorce. Oh. Oh. Okay. Well, no, it doesn't have to be sexual, you pervert. When his daughter's with the mother, he misses his daughter. His, his life is sad without his daughter around. I'm trying to put a yeah. non-pervy spin on it. For God's sakes, it's Saturday. Derek, I mean, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, I got to ask you about this, okay? Really? The, oh, I, I'm, yeah, 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 I'm not. Okay, YouTube is now going to allow claims now now is now going to allow content where people can actually question the veracity of the 2020 election <laughs> before <laughs> okay you told me all I needed to know I'm like why now why all of a sudden are you opening up the platform so that you can content if you think that the 2020 election was not proper, was not held properly. Until now, you got censored on YouTube. But apparently, and this story's at the Daily BS today too. Apparently, right now they've decided the parent company Google has a policy or that advancing false claims about widespread fraud errors or glitches that occurred in past elections. Uh, was verboten. But now they they will stop removing such content. They say that in the current environment, we find that while removing this content does curb some misinformation, it could also have the unintended effect of curtailing political speech. (laughs) The unintended. I love how it's unintended. Oopsie. Who would have ever thought? Yeah, no, except for everybody. Nobody would have ever thought. 
why now? Why do you why, why do you why do you think this is going on now, Derek? Why now? What else is the Demo- what else are the Democrats going to run on? What is Joe Biden going to run for re-election on? Oh, I I've, I've done such a great job. No, it's going to be the other side is crazy. So you got to let the the people go nuts so you can cherry pick the craziest and say, "Look, this represents everybody on the other side." So they need to create a farm that they can pull the uh, the crazy from. Wow. They do. do they, think- they want to be able to ridicule it, so they'll ignore 99% of it. They'll ignore everything that, that anybody makes a sane or rational argument, or, hey, you know what, just licking a stamp and putting it on a ballot, that's probably not enough security for, for voting. Now, they'll ignore that, and they'll go, space aliens brought down and uh, filled out ballots for Joe Biden, and they'll highlight that one. That one will come up in the algorithm search for everybody who's looking for old Seinfeld episodes or something, and uh, it'll be exposed. They'll try and influence people. That's how this stuff works. (laughs) All right, right now, if you had to make a guess as to, and this is very, very early, of course, but right now, the way things are shaping up, you got Chris Christie in. Which I mean, Trump just went there. Why? He actually Why? He, he he went there. He ridiculed him. <sighs> Look, can I just he, say, since somebody's called in once and said that I'm always making fat jokes, and it's not true. I'm not always making fat jokes, but I'm going to make a fat joke right now. Chris Christie's biggest accomplishment, aside from I don't know, not being elected governor of. New Jersey in the first place was being the only person in human history to have gastric bypass and gain weight. <laughs> I don't know how that's nice. even possible physically, but he did it. <sighs> Trump went there and now Derek Hunter with the Derek Hunter. People can find you at town hall, but they can also find your podcast. Where can they find you? Oh, if you just search Derek Hunter podcast, or if you uh, want some saucy language, patreon.com slash Derek Hunter podcast and uh, you know, you can find me everywhere thank you Derek we'll thank catch you James. next week my friend James Golden Snurley coming back Saturday morning radio extravaganza continues right after this <laughs> 